thank you to Kenneth Copeland Ministries for sowing the airtime for this broadcast. There's enough power in every sick room and in every hospital room to raise up that sick one that may be describing you. Yes, you yes. may be in a sick room. You may be in a hospital room. And I want to remind you, power is present. That power is there to do a work. Believe in what's present, not try to get something, but notice that he's already made it yours. It's present right where you're at. Say, I receive that power. I receive that power. I receive it right now. I receive it right now. From the top of my head. The top of my head. the soles of my feet. The soles of my feet. Welcome. We're so glad to have you with us today. Come on in. We're having a good time around the Word. And I tell you what, the Word gives us the best life. It gives us the best life. And so we invite you, get your Bible, follow along with us, and something you can take notes with because we don't want you to miss anything that God's going to say to you because we're expecting God to say something to you, giving you answers and clarity for your life. Amen. We've been taking several episodes now and we're teaching on how to keep your healing because uh, one of the things we have to realize it's one thing to receive and it's another thing to hold fast because we we recognize this. There's different methods whereby uh, we can receive healing power. One method, somebody else can lay hands on us uh, and with their faith or uh, employed um, or a gift of the spirit. Uh, the gifts of healing can go into operation. Um, no matter how you received your faith, it's going to take faith to hold fast to what you received. And somebody else's faith may, might assist you, but their, their faith is never a substitute for your own faith. Amen. And so we know this, that no matter what we receive from God, the, the devil is busy trying to steal everything we've ever received from God from us. And when our faith is active and when we're releasing our faith, uh, then it opens the door to God's power so that the devil cannot get past that power to steal from what God's made ours. And so the devil will try to come back. He will try to launch, launch a counterattack. And you say, well, Pastor Nancy, that's not faith. No, that's revelation of the devil's devices. Amen. Uh, when, we are, when we're forearmed, then we're ready. And that's why we always want to stay ready with our faith. Amen. Why? We have an enemy that's ready to launch something against us. And we're ready to, uh, to win and enforce our victory in the face of every opposition. So when people receive healing into their body, meaning there's a manifestation, pain leaves, a condition is changed, symptoms leave, a disease leaves, at some point, the devil will try to launch a counterattack to bring that back to. Sometimes he'll try immediately within a few days. Sometimes it might be in a year or two. It doesn't matter how long he takes to try to launch the counterattack. We must be fortified with the word to stand our ground. 
And uh, listen, it's not about us uh, getting our healing. We, we're, we are the healed. Yes. We are, we're the healed just like we're the saved. Yes. It's not about us getting healed That's right. because healing is ours and we're keeping the devil off our health. Yes. So counterattacks come to try to get back on our health, to try to yes. steal our health from us. And we say, oh, no, you don't. Amen. So we were looking at, uh, on the previous episode, we were looking at Proverbs chapter four, verse 20. My goodness, we didn't, we didn't get through it all. We're just, uh, let's look at it again. There's, this thing is so loaded. It instructs us of our part. See, many times uh, people, if they're not taught the word uh, fully, uh, what happens, all they think about is God's part. I'm waiting for God to heal. Or I believe, uh, you know, uh, God, I'm, I'm asking God to heal. It, well, God does have a part, but in the life of faith, man has a part. Yes. God has a part. We have a part. God can do his part, but if we don't do his, our part, then the enemy will steal from us any part God blessed us with. So I want us to look at our part. Proverbs chapter four, verse 20. This is not the only part, but this is a, an important part in the life of the believer in their life of faith. Proverbs chapter four, verse 20 reads, my son, attend to my words, incline thine ear unto my sayings, let them not depart from thine eyes, keep them in the midst of thine heart. Now in the previous episode, we went into detail in that. So go back and watch that if you were not able to join us for that. But look at this. It says, for they, God's words, are life. They are life. They don't just give life. They are life. For they are life. You partake of his words. You are partaking of life. Um, you know this. You know, the, the, there's the phrase that people will hear, you are what you eat, yeah. right? You eat sugar, right? Desserts, all those. You eat too much of it, right? Your body will, your hands will start getting jittery and all that. Why? Because it took in that sugar and it became part of your system and your system started showing what it was being fed by the jittery. Or you eat protein and you can feel, you know, uh, that, that satisfied feeling that comes, right? Uh, because what you take in and eat, it starts working its way into the body. And, and sometimes you can literally feel its effect directly from what you ate. Drank too much caffeine, baby, there you go. You're up and, you're up and there, you know. It became part. <laughs> this is the same thing. God says my word will do the same thing. My words, they are life. You start eating words, you're eating life, eating God's words. You're eating, you're feeding life, the life of God into your being. Amen. That's why we take his word. We eat it. How do we do it? Orally. With the words we speak, we take his, we take his words 
through words, with words, by speaking words. People say, I need his words to work life in me. Oh God, I need your words to work life. Oh God, I need your words to work life. No, that's not how it works. You eat the words. Himself took my infirmities and bare my sickness. It's not about praying and asking God to give you life. It's about eating the words of life. Eat them. How do you eat them? Orally. With your own mouth. You say them. And as you say them, you see that word going in and that word working goes into your spirit. Now see when you just naturally, when you eat food, it goes down the esophagus into the stomach. It's broken down. It's then passed through the rest of the system, right? In some way or another, it's the same thing with the word of God. You take it in through your mouth, you speak it and it's broken down. It goes into the spirit and the spirit of God. It starts feeding it. Uh, that spirit starts feeding that into every arena of your life, breaks it down and it's, a, it's, it's, it's sent into every single arena. Now, if, if, let me say this, um, if you were to just take food, natural food and just hold it in your hand, it's in contact with your body, but the hand can't process it. It can just hold it. It can't process that food and send it to the rest of your body. Even so, if you just take God's word and send it to your mind, it can't process it. It's got to go through your spirit. It's got to land it just like food has to land in your stomach. For it to be sent out to the rest of the body, the word has to be into the heart, into the spirit of man, processed so it can be sent out into every arena of your life as you draw on that word. Does that make sense? So many times people just hold that word in their mind and they say, I don't know why anything's not changing. It hasn't been sent to the place where it's processed. It has to be it has to be sown into the heart of man, the yes. spirit of man. When we talk about the heart, we're not talking about the organ right. of the heart. The Bible, when it's talking about the heart, it's not referring to the organ of the heart. It's referring to the, the, the center of man's being. Yes. Just like um, if we would say, you know, we've got to get to the heart of the matter. Yeah. We've got to get to the center of the, the, the central problem of that to deal with it, right? Or we say the heart of the tree. We're talking about the core, the center of that. The spirit of man is the center of his being. That word has to go into the spirit. So when we talk about heart, we're not talking about the organ because the word, the organ of the heart can't do anything more for you spiritually than your liver can do for you spiritually. You see, it's, it, so, you know, people don't always know that or understand that. So when the Bible is talking about the heart of man, it's talking about the spirit of man, yes. the center of man's being. Amen. So that's why that word, you take it in and it has to, it has to reach the heart, yes. the center. It's got to land in your spirit. It's got to dawn on your spirit. Amen. And many times people just hold it in their mind and they go, how come it's not working? Because it's not at the place where it can be processed. Mental process doesn't work. There's why? Because for the word to work, faith has to be joined to it. There's no faith in your mind. The faith is in your heart. Now the mind is to be renewed with the word so that it agrees with the faith in your heart. But the, the, the faith of God is in your spirit. It's not in your mind. Amen. 
So what we do, we feed that word orally. We take in that word. We speak it to ourselves, and we let it, we let it, if I could say this, sink down into our spirit. We drive it down into our spirit. And as we do, then the, the heart grabs it. Revelation comes. Uh, enlightenment comes. And then it starts processing it and it starts affecting as you speak. It starts sending it to every arena of your life. Yeah. So uh, the, last, the last sentence in Proverbs 4, verse 22, for they, God's words, are life. But like, like I said, not if it's just held into your mind, it won't do its divine work. It's got to be in the heart and in the mind. For they are life unto those that find them. This is key. Find them. Find them. I remember um, several years ago, we have, a, we have a, a Bible school. And so the Bible school students had come over to my house for, um, a, you know, just a, a fellowship time, a party time. And um, I, I told the students, I said, uh, I hid money. <laughs> I hid money. I hid money on the property. Uh-huh. I, and I gave them clues to go find it. Uh-huh. Yeah. And uh, some of the students just took off running. And I said, wait a minute. Did you listen to the clue? Uh-huh. Because if you would have listened to the clue, you'd have never run the direction. You just took <laughs> off running. <laughs> and, you know, a, a, a sound check here, yeah. you know. And I said, Listen to the clue before you take off running in the direction. <laughs> because they just started scattering. <laughs> and um, then, um, then you saw some that, you know, I guess they were kind of low energy or something. And they were just kind of walking around. And they're just kind of looking like this. And I said to them, I said, I didn't lay it on the top of the ground. <laughs> You can't just stand there and casually look and not put forth any effort and think you're going to get any of what I hid. We can't live our spiritual life casually, just walking around and just hoping something floats to the top and jumps on us. No, the, the, the wealth of God is, is so great. The Bible calls it the treasure that's in you. It's so well, it's the wealth of God is so rich that the only description the the Bible could give us for it was it was a treasure that's within you. Uh, You have to find it. It, Find that treasure in the word. Uh, Draw on that treasure that's in your spirit. If you're just, if, if people just sit and wait for things to drop on them, it won't. So when I sent out the students that day, (laughs) the ones who didn't listen closely to the words that revealed the hiding place, they they just ran right past it. They were in proximity and never got it because they didn't find the words. They didn't pay attention to the words. And... uh, it was funny because our oldest student, she was almost, I want to say, she was past 80. She's the one that found it. Why? She had the experience of life. Listen to the clue, right? 
and then on purpose go the right direction. Yes. You can't find the right thing going the wrong direction. That's right. Wrong thinking is the wrong direction. Focusing on the wrong thing, wrong direction. You're not going to find the right thing going the wrong direction. And uh, she listened to it. She didn't just run around, you know. She listened and then she started moving. And uh, she found it. And I go, good for you, sister. God hasn't hidden these things from us. He has stored them up. They're not hidden so to keep us out of them. They're stored up in reserve for us. In his word, the wealth of his word. Get in the word and find it. Search it out. Why? Because it says for they, God's words are life to those that find them. That means, you know what? When we get up to go to church on Sunday, we're going to find his words. We're going to go find the the revelation that his words carry. We're showing God we're interested. We're interested enough to give ourselves to your words. Why? Because they're life. You can't get God's word in your heart and life not be, and life not flow from that word into you. Because his words don't just give life, they are life. For they are life to those, not to everybody. They aren't life to everybody, they're life to those that find them. Amen. So whenever we are, we, we're, looking to wage a good warfare of faith Mm -hmm. against counterattacks and oppositions. Just know this, it comes by storing that word up in you. Keep that word, keep yourself uh, taking in that life-giving word. Amen. For they are life to those that find them and health. They work, they work health. Uh, As we said, the Hebrew says medicine. Um, I was saying on a previous episode, one minister said it so skillfully. He said, don't make the mistake of substituting your belief in divine healing for the actual taking of God's medicine. Now listen to that. Don't make the mistake of substituting your belief in divine healing for the actual taking of God's medicine. You can believe that God's word heals, but if you don't take the word. What does God call his medicine? His word. For they, my words, are life unto those that find them in health or medicine to all their flesh. Notice this. No physical condition is outside the reach of the word. There is life in that word and it will reach. I don't care how far you've gone into a physical condition. I don't care how advanced that illness, that disease may be. The life in the word of God will reach it. Why? Because his, his word exceeds everything. It's an exceedingly great word. Yes. means it goes further than any opposition goes. Yes. Amen. Amen. So um, his words are life to those that find them and health to all their flesh. That means there is no sickness, no disease that's off limits. That's right. To what the word can, uh, to what the word can heal. That's right. 
Yes. Amen. Amen. Remember what, what the word says, all things are possible right. to him that believeth. Right. All things aren't possible to everyone. Right. All things are possible to him that believeth. Yes. That's us. That's you. You believe. I believe. But since we believe, there needs to be evidence that we're believing. What is the evidence? We're saying it. We're saying it. We're acting on it. That's the evidence that we believe something. That's how we get what we believe out into movement, out into motion, into how we get it released. We release what we believe. We release that faith. Amen. Now, God's word is health. Notice this. It says God, for they... God's words are life unto those that find them. And, and we could say God's words are health or medicine to all their flesh. And you say, well, Pastor Nancy, my body is healed. I don't really have anything wrong with my body. Do I need to keep feeding on the healing word? Well, it says they are health to all their medicines, uh, to all their flesh. So what does that mean? That means even to those who are well, as you take the healing word, it just keeps building health. It just keeps building. That health just keeps building it and building it. Just like someone, you know, you have a muscle in your arm, but as you go to the gym and work it out, that muscle gets stronger and it gets stronger and it gets stronger. And what happens when it's stronger? It's capable of doing more. It's capable of lifting more. So what happens is that health just gets fortified and built yes. up and built yes. up and built up. And when something opposes a fully developed arm that has a lot of strength in it, I mean, it's easy for it to lift anything. It's easy for it to push something out of the way. Amen. Because of the development that has taken place. The more we feed that healing word into our spirits, into our hearts, health is built and it's easier to push back symptoms. It's just easier. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Um, for medicine to work, if uh, someone goes to the doctor and the doctor prescribes them a medication, you can't just take the bottle home and sit it on your nightstand and think that it's going to work. You got to get it in you, right? I've never seen, I'm not saying there's not out there. I've never seen the doctor say one pill, one time, everything's gone. All the symptoms are gone. All the pain is gone. I don't know of any medication that it's one dose and you're done for the rest of your life. You're done. You don't have to take any more again, right? There's none. Is there, right? What do we do if a doctor prescribes us something? There's instructions on the bottle and it tells you the frequency to take it because frequency matters. Some may say take daily. Some may say twice a day. Some may say twice a week. Some may say three times a week. Some may say break one pill in half. Some may say take two pills twice a day. Why? Um, because quantity matters and frequency matters. Quantity matters and frequency matters. So if we're just going to take one scripture once a month, is there life in it? There is. Yes. But if you want to really get in front of something, <laughs> frequency matters and quantity matters. If we take enough of the word long enough, 
it will drive out every symptom. Every now listen, remember, listen to what I said. If we take enough of the word, long enough, we can't just take a taste. Not just a taste, and have that that be enough for the rest of our life. So here we see this um, when it says they. God's words are life unto those that find them and health to all their flesh. That's going to be dependent on how much they're taking. That's the truth. How much of the word? We're not earning it. We're not earning healing by saying, okay, if I, let's say if I, for 20 minutes, if I quote healing scriptures, then I'll earn a certain amount of healing. Or if I take it for an hour, then I earn, we're not, earning it. We're taking it. We're pouring it in so that we can have a buildup of that life in us. Sometimes doctors will prescribe something to a patient and they'll say, take this twice a day, every day. In about two weeks, you ought to start noticing that things are changing. You don't always notice the first time you took that prescribed medicine. Why? You've got to build it up in your system. Certain medications have to be built up and then kept built up for them to push back symptoms, right? Same thing with the word. Some, Some want to just take one scripture once a week and not build enough up in their heart. And then go, well, I thought the word worked. Why didn't it? Well, quantity matters and frequency matters. Amen. The more we take it, the more, the more that life is built up on the inside and starts affecting and dominating the body. Amen. So for medicine to work, it has to be taken over and over and over and over. You say, well, Pastor Nancy, how long do we have to keep taking this? For the rest of our life, we get to live healed. To live healed the rest of our life, we get to live healed. Listen, I can, I can easily just keep pouring that in. I'm not, I'm not saying it takes all day. I'm not saying you have to spend large quantities of time. But if you will just sow these healing truths in your heart, you can be driving down the road and drawing out of that medicine bottle of your spirit right there and just start taking it with your mouth and just meditate on it throughout the day. As you're cleaning the house, as you're running errands, just take it over and over. And the, the thing with uh, when a doctor prescribes medicine, there's danger of overdose. With the medicine of the word, no danger of overdose. The more you take, the more that your health is fortified and it shows up. Amen. Amen. So you can double up and you say, Pastor Nancy, I've been, I feed on the word some every day, but nothing's changing. Then double up. Double up on your dosage. Amen. If we'll give an all-out effort to the Word, it will do an all-out work in us. Amen. Well, you don't want to miss next time because we've got more to teach on this. And until next time, remember this. Jesus is the healer. God bless you. To watch or listen to today's message and other messages by Nancy Dufresne, visit DufresneMinistries.org. In this classic book by Nancy Dufresne, The Healer Divine, we are presented with a study of the healings of Jesus. 
Your faith will be stirred to believe and act as the healed God has already made you to be. Order this book now at DufresneMinistries.org. In this series, How to Keep Your Healing by Nancy Dufresne, learn how to skillfully stand your ground against the enemy's strategies and enjoy your total victory. Order now at DufresneMinistries.org. Come join us for our Dufresne Ministries Miracle Crusade in Ontario, Canada at Promise of Life Church, August 27th through the 31st. For more information and to register, visit our website at DufresneMinistries.org. Come expecting miracles. We trust you've enjoyed this message. Visit us at DufresneMinistries.org to learn of our upcoming meetings, share your testimony, submit a prayer request, or visit our online store. Thank you to the friends and partners of Dufresne Ministries for making this production possible.